0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Raziel, and my guest today is David Jaffin. He's the co-founder at Grit Player Services, formerly of Sports, as the assistant to the CEO of AJ Vaynerchuk. He's also a podcast host, and I will put that podcast down in the show notes. How's that sound? So make sure to go enjoy that. But first, I mean, David was so much fun to get to chat with. Uh, I didn't make any office jokes, assistant to the CEO. Not a single office joke was made this whole time. So, you know, here's my... my uh I guess, office joke for the episode, but he was absolutely fantastic. He was so much fun to talk to the, the, what his, his personality is giving back, trying to help people and how he was able to do that in multiple different ways throughout his life, including the first story he tells with Tony Bennett and Oprah Um, completely amazing. So shout out to him, how he got the job at Vayner sports, what he did with it. And now how a lot of the circle comes, a lot of the story comes full circle because how his friend Jake Miller, who was on the podcast, who you should go check out. He's a few episodes back. Him and Jake are now in business together, which is pretty darn cool. And when I interviewed Jake, that was not what was happening. So very, very interesting to see how that goes. So please make sure to check that one out. But also enjoy this episode, with David Jaffin. Yes.
1: Jaffin. All right.
0: Yeah, I uh, I mess up people's last names every once in a while. And even if they're very clear, you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. But today, I'm for the love of sports. I'm Michael Raziel. I got my man, David Jaffin, here with me. David is a cool dude. He's been uh, skirting me for a little while, but it's for good reason. It's for good reason. We finally got him on the show. <laughs> David is the co-founder or soon-to-be co-founder. I don't really know. We'll, we'll talk about that of Grit Player Services, formerly of Vayner Sports, as the assistant to the CEO, AJ Vaynerchuk. He is also a pod host david how you doing today, man good michael glad we could finally get on there uh we got it brother we're, we're we're live right now so i'm happy about it appreciate you man appreciate you appreciate jake if anyone if grit player services uh if that name rings a bell we actually had jake miller on a couple months ago maybe now i don't know quarantine's kind of just made all these days not make sense at this point but jake is absolutely fantastic so we get to talk about him and these stories definitely do connect you guys are roommates as you just told me jake's hanging out in beautiful Colorado. So I hope the hell he enjoys out of that, but very excited to talk to you. And yeah, so I guess the first question I have for everybody on for the love of sports, man is why do you love sports so much? Um, So I
1: really just from the jump, I was like a baseball card collector, football card collector. Um, Never was the most talented um, at athletic, just being real Um, always wanted to be right. So I was like, okay, you know, when everybody grows up, you're when you're literally, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be an athlete. Like, I want to be a ballet dancer. It's like one of those three things like you got to pick one. So I picked athlete um, then realized I was one of the worst athletes on my team um, and couldn't figure out why did frozen ropes, all that good stuff. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to watch all these sports um, and I'm going to be the you know know the most and I guess really when it started was like fantasy football like Mm -hmm. really hit when I got like that first magazine uh when I was in sixth grade um and I was just like reading this thing like Mm -hmm. underlining everything um and I was like I'm just gonna win our fantasy football league because that's what I can control I can't control my I, I mean I can't control my product on the field but just athletically I wasn't there um and was a three time in a row or four time in a row fantasy football champion um not to brag no. but i actually lost that's a funny story i actually lost my middle school friends because of that um geez because, because i won and they just were I, I i that's my fault i was kind of being a dick about it but it's well, it's a it's a funny story
0: yeah um <laughs> that's an interesting story uh, i mean thankfully you're you're well out of middle school now hopefully uh you might yeah i got to my friends back yeah i was gonna say hopefully you were able to connect with them and hey man i mean How old are you at six? Like eleven years old, maybe. We're Mm kind of weird at eleven. I can't really can't really blame you too much there. And it sounds like the competition, you know, on the field, you really wanted to be good. Unfortunately, kind of sucked. I wasn't very good either, so I don't mind saying that. Uh, I made it all the way to JV baseball, and uh, there you go. I had had one walk off hit. It was like the second to last game of the season, and then I didn't even show up for the last game. I was like, whatever, I I did it. I'm out. We're good. I'm not playing next year. I don't care. So, uh, looking back, kind of a dick move on my part, actually, but it's cool. Again. High school is weird, man. So it is what it is. And it sounds like the competition uh, bled over to your relationships a little bit as well if you're starting to lose friends over fantasy football. But that's some important stuff right there. So I can't really blame you. And So it sounds like, again, you're you're very competitive. But the one thing I do want to talk about first is how much you actually wanted to give back to people, which I thought was pretty cool. Again, did a tiny bit of research and found out you actually started a a company or, or a nonprofit. I don't know. I'll let you talk about it. But the gift of music where you actually collected musical instruments and then gave them out to people so tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about that and it started a, a long time ago it looks like while you were in high For school sure. or even middle school so tell me i guess where this idea came from and what 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 came about it so um i actually was in this house right and
1: i was probably t- 2005 so i was 10 years old when hurricane katrina hit um and something i don't know i was watching it on tv and i, I was sitting in my house and everything was fine in my house right but i'm watching tv and hurricane katrina's killing the city of New Orleans right and, and the city surrounding it uh and something came over to me and I was like I need to do something right and at that time I was 10 years old there's not much I can do at 10 years old so I took my Jordan shoebox box that I had made it took a knife cut through it and went down to the community like where everybody was hanging out there's a little area um and I was like, hey, can I'm raising money for the Hurricane Katrina, right? If Hurricane Katrina, Survivor's right. I think I got probably like $4 or whatever it was, like something tiny. But for $4 at like 10 years old is like... Yeah, that's you know, funny. You're like 10% the way there to like a new video game or something. Yeah,
0: right. so, <laughs> Love so, that. Uh, that's some
1: good math too. That's how Yeah, I right there. Quick, math guy. Uh, um,
0: Pokemon card pack, like seven bucks, I think. Yeah, exactly. Know? I'm already Halfway there. I'm already there to that,
1: but, right? But, yeah. <laughs> but um, so pretty much... I And so to back up, I, I grew up playing the trumpet. Um, while I wasn't a good athlete, I loved playing music. Um, played trumpet in, in yes. since third grade. I actually potentially was like thinking about majoring in music and doing that route. Um, so music was always a big passion of mine. So something my thought was, hey, how can I help these people in New Orleans uh, more than just collecting four dollars here and there? Um, and I realized a lot of my friends had put down their instruments, right? Like I was one of the ones still playing at whatever fifth, sixth grade, but in third grade, everybody in my middle school or elementary school had to pick up an instrument by sixth grade. Half of them were sitting in the attic. So my thought was, Hey, can I ask them, can you donate this instrument or your brothers or sisters instrument to me? I will find a home for them in the city of new Orleans, which I found out is the jazz capital, Mm -hmm. right? The capital of music. Um, And, started garnering a lot of instruments from m- local high schools um, through uh, just different teachers. Right. So I had like 10, 15, 20 instruments. Then uh, fast forward, like a year or two, my mom was reading Oprah magazine. She goes, Oprah's doing this big give, right. It's, there was a show um, and it was a competition of people who had really good ideas that wanted to give back or already given back, but how could almost like a, an accelerator. Right. Um, so, my my mom was like we should apply you have to be 18 to do it my mom was the one helping me with my pro- this project my father was not not helping me but we were like all right let's 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 enter it under my dad's name mm-hmm. so i fill it out i fill out the whole entire form under my dad's name for some reason he gets a call he has no idea i filled it out oh, hey this is over magazine like we want to call you about your idea so he like he he calls me what, what's going on I'm like i know you're doing this you applied to this oprah thing he gets to the semifinals. he gets to the finals he wins right so All this way. so we won this sweepstakes it was like this family sweepstakes where they would donate five thousand dollars right of, of instruments and pair you up with someone who can help uh and like a mentor so that mentor actually ended up being jazz legend tony bennett whoa yeah so so it was, it was crazy so Tony Bennett is like, I want to help out. I think, you know, he's doing it partial for PR, but also like he he cared about it. He was, he was down at Jazz Fest at the time. So mm-hmm. he's going to be in New Orleans. So we pinpoint this school. Um, and right, right when Tony Bennett comes on, then like U2 is coming on. There's my music, their music, Ryan, Mr. Holland's Opus, which is a great movie. Uh, but they also have a foundation, which was doing what I was doing just on a way bigger scale. But it's in this industry, in that industry, it's like everybody's helping everybody. It's not like, oh, like their competition, whatever it is, right? So they're saying, oh, there's a school, Kip Believe, in New Orleans. Um, and com- I, we combined a donation of over $100,000 instruments or hundred thousand worth of instruments to this school, this charter school in New Orleans. Um, and they actually, we flew down there and they put on a show, the middle school kids for me and Tony Bennett. Um, and It was the coolest experience of my life. I think I peaked then. Um and it was it was it was so freaking awesome, so fucking awesome. If I can curse on this podcast, yeah, whatever it yeah. is what it is.
0: Um, um, dude, and is, so, did you you play just did you play a concert with Tony Bennett like you and him? So I didn't know. He... I didn't I didn't oh. play a concert with Tony Bennett. What happened is,
1: I we donated the musical instruments, and then the kids with those musical instruments put on a concert for us. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Would have been pretty cool the other way around too, but that's still I mean, awesome. I would have yeah. been down, but yeah, I mean yeah, right? that moment was so like i showed like i made a difference right at that age i was like oh wait i can actually do something cool um and that that was awesome and god got to meet tony bennett got to meet his wife um if you look up that donation you'll see 500 articles about tony Bennett and one about me and my dad but uh, it did happen and it was, it was super exciting and
0: I can't, you know, one of one of probably the happiest moment of my life so far. Dude, that is so incredible. I mean, I've been to new Orleans. I've been to jazz fest. I've seen what it's like down there. It is amazing. amazing. I actually got to see Tony Bennett in concert. I went to the last play at Shea with Billy Joel and Tony Bennett was there. So pretty interesting how all this stuff, uh, works, but no, man, I mean, like, so I did a little bit of research, as I said, but clearly I did not do that much research to find out that you and Tony Bennett had a concert played for the two of you and, and you know, your families, obviously. But that is amazing, dude. And and really the reason why I wanted to talk about that and bring that up is because, you know, you you obviously have been working at Vayner Sports for a while now, moving on to a new role, which I'm very excited to talk about. But I, I thought the connection between giving back and what you were doing for such a long period of time, and you did this for what, like almost 10 years, you had yeah, something um, like that until college. Like that. Until college, all right, yeah, things things happen, obviously. But yeah. I just think w- those opportunities to give back, you know, everybody, you, you can find them if you look for them, right? And and 10-year-old Jaff and 10-year-old David was like, hey, I can do this, you know, let me go raise enough money. You know, maybe someone else can get that pack of Pokemon cards or a video game. And then you kind of came up with this idea and you rolled with it. And shout out to your dad for playing along, I guess. That's pretty cool. I'm sure he was <laughs> I don't really good. shout out to my mom, honestly. Because, too. Like, she was helping me with the logistics of this project. Um, like, it, it's just so cool, man. And, and as you said, you were able to make such an impact with these kids down in New Orleans again after everything that happens yeah. in such a way too that hits them close to home, right? Like they, it's a city yeah. of music, right? You walk around New Orleans with yeah. like, all you hear and now you're giving all I, these kids that opportunity. I
1: think it's I just, just before we move on, like I love the city of New Orleans so much, right? I'm a massive Saints fan. That's the reason behind it. Um, so, and I actually just so recently... Um, uh, My girlfriend just graduated from Tulane, but she actually was down in New Orleans. Right. So I got it was cool. I got to see my girlfriend go to visit New Orleans and I actually went back to the school um, this year and just spoke to the kids and saw the teacher who I donated to. So that was really like a full circle, like awesome. um kinda, And they built a whole new school. The whole the school is awesome compared to what it looked like before. Like it's mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. So That's really awesome. glad to see the progress
0: congratulations Um, kudos to that dude that is just so cool just uh you know finding that opportunity running with it yeah shout out to your mom shout out to your dad shout out to tony bennett like at what point like looking back on it now as you said you might have peaked like 10 year old you did you have any concept of what the hell was going on or you were just like this is kind of cool oprah tony bennett yeah literally
1: like no i had no cool like no idea it was like what was going on like i was like this is awesome like this this must happen to everybody (laughs) <laughs> yeah right exactly. you know like this this is this is really cool like I but I didn't until like later the later mm-hmm. the older I get I think the cooler it gets
0: oh my god um that's so, insane, dude you know yeah. hearing it for the first time of course um yeah. I think that's amazing and again I think just the connection between you know that that giving attitude that giving mindset sure. that you've had your whole life and really what you're doing now what you did at Vayner I'm excited to talk about but before landing that job at Vayner and now I'm sure this had a pretty big portion of it but Uh, I know that you did a lot of stuff while in school. You were working with the Syracuse men's soccer team. You were uh, in the sports management club for a little while. So what did you do while you were in school? Because I think this part is very important for a lot of people listening, like understanding that, yes, college is fun. Yes, it's awesome. But I've been there. I know how much free time, you know, we'll, we'll put heavy air quotes. There's a lot of time that you can sit around and do nothing, or there's some time that you can actually put yourself to work with what did you do while you were in school and how did you set yourself apart so that way when this opportunity at vayner comes up there it's a no-brainer that they're going to take you
1: for sure i i think one was so i went to syracuse go orange um they had a good sport management program and like you said like how i like sports like i, did, I had no clue what i wanted to major in um and then I saw that sports management was an option and I was like, all right, well, that's a no brainer. Like I have to go, I have to do that. Like, I, I don't know what else I would do on this list of 125 majors. So I, I went there and I think the biggest thing I took from college personally was like just getting to know myself, like self, like realization of what I'm good at, what I'm bad at, like my my interpersonal skills, talking to people, etc. cetera. Uh, so that was something that I definitely took out of my four years because while I don't think like in the classroom, like that much applies to, uh, the sports field, like real world experience, like mm-hmm. I still don't regret going to college because I wouldn't have been myself, right? Like I wouldn't have learned so much about myself and been ready to work at Vayner and, you know, be an adult and take care of myself and mm-hmm. learn, learn to like be independent. So that's one thing. Um, two, I think just like getting as much, meeting as much people, if you want to go into the sports industry, going to a big school is I think the way to do it because uh, you have those resources, right? So instead of going to that small liberal arts school, go to that Syracuse, go to that Michigan, go to that, even go to that Alabama, go to like whatever it is, like because you can get involved in their football department. And that, if you got involved in Alabama football department, that's the the best class, the most like valuable class that you're going to take versus sports and business one-on-one. Like it's, it's like, you're really going to deal with the players, you're going to deal with the event, like all this stuff. So that'd be one thing I'd say. And then- yeah, I think just getting as getting your foot into the door, as many opportunities are present, right? Like, sport management club was one thing. And like, there were, I I really wasn't involved with it until like my junior year. And then they were doing exec elections. And I actually came to that one. And they were like, does anyone want to be vice president of administration? And nobody raised their hand and literally no one. I was like, I'll do it. And they're like, all right, cool. Like, and that's like, (laughs) that's something you can put on your resume, like working for the soccer team, like, just little things where it's like, you can put on your resume. So when you leave, you can be like, all right, I did this. Right. So whether it was the ice hockey team, the men's hockey, the sport management club, the, um, so you were all over the place. Yeah. I I I guess the biggest internship that I, and I'll touch on it real quick. And with this giving back thing is I wanted to figure out a way to, combine my love of sports and giving back because I realized how powerful that made me felt with the Tony Bennett experience. But like, I still wanted to surround myself with sports. So I did an internship when I was in Florence with refugees and with, it was combining refugees and integrating them to Italian culture through sports. Um, So we organized a soccer tournament and that was super, super cool. And I learned how much sports can really tie people together um, because these study abroad kids who are so like privileged, meeting these refugees who like were 24 and didn't know where their parents was and playing a soccer game together and really understanding uh, where they came from. And, you know, they're, they're awesome people. Right. And Italy's that's a, the whole thing. The refugee problem there is insane, but um, it was really cool to see how you sports unites people. Um, it's, so, it's- that,
0: so those were like kind of the experiences in colleges, college that let me mm-hmm. take that next step. And I think it's very impressive. You know, obviously, again, the giving back, it sounds like this is going to be a huge theme throughout. Again, knowing what, what you and Jake do, what, what Jake has, has built over at Grit Player Services and understanding the, the concept of what he's working on. Again, it just kind of, it, it all makes sense. And I think, you know, you, you you bring up the point, I mean, before you talk about how sports kind of drove you and your friends apart, but it's also the great equalizer, right? It also brings people together. If you're an NFL fan, we immediately have a conversation we can talk about. If you're a Giants fan, now we're friends, right? If you're yes. a Mets fan, we're gonna commiserate together because what does misery love? And, being and a Mets you speak fan. a
1: language mm-hmm. that others don't, right? So if you, me, and you are Giants fans, or I meet another Saints fan, I can talk to him about that 2002, whatever, 2005 game where Aaron Brooks threw a backwards pass, and we're ah, uh-uh, whatever, right? Anyone else doesn't understand. So, mm-hmm. like, like you said, it's a connector.
0: Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty incredible what it's capable of doing um positives and negatives but much much more on the positive front i think it's fantastic and it it does really bring people together and that's the weirdest part about really what's going on right now with the pandemic i mean it's sports has been one of the biggest topics throughout it and we haven't really had anything i mean this past weekend uh you know last weekend we had you know the first golf event in 100 days or whatever we've had some soccer of course but here in america what are we really worried about worried about football a little bit about baseball and the NBA coming back. So I think it's it's that weird aspect that it's still bringing us together in some capacity, even though it's not on. And I think that mm-hmm. part's really important, and we're still seeing what those those good and great things are. So as you said, you did a lot. You gave back a lot. You're in Italy giving back to refugees. You hang out with Tony Bennett at Oprah and YouTube and give back to people down in in, in New Orleans. Were you a Saints fan before that? or uh, I, did that happen? I
1: didn't really have an NFL team. So, okay. um, I was always a fan. Like, I guess like, I was like, Oh, I like the giants. I like the Patriots era. Like this is when I was like 12 yeah. or 13, whatever it was. So like, you really didn't like have to pick one. But my, I think the main thing was my parents aren't big sports people. My family are big sports people. So there wasn't like a bloodline team being forced down my throat. Um, so that's when like, I went to new Orleans, saw the city, saw the, the music ties, like saw the love of the city. Like if you love new Orleans, new Orleans will love you back. Like that's just so true. And I think it's a city like none other. And I was, I also kind of liked being a uh, sports fan where nobody, yeah, like, I'm the only Saints right? fan. A lot of people know, and it's, it's kind
0: of cool. It is nice. I have a buddy uh, who's a Raiders fan, another that's a Jaguars fan, another that's a Rams fan. And again, it's just kind of just because I guess it's, it's yeah it makes things a little more interesting than just talking, as he said, that common language between giants fans, at least we're fans of the NFL, which I think is important. And mm-hmm. so, so with all of this, it, it definitely makes sense. How you were able to land with Vayner Sports, and so you initially you landed in college, if I'm not mistaken, if I have my timelines right, you landed mm-hmm. as a an intern, business development intern there. Mm-hmm. How how quickly was this after the announcement of Vayner Sports? Did you re- you get that position? Because it was kind of like all it of was, a sudden, it all was right, bang bang,
1: yeah. Like so, they announced it. Uh, my so what happened is my father is kind of good fortune, right? My my dad was going to this dinner, and he was like. I'm going to this dinner like check this check this out this the CEO of Vayner Sports, the sports guy is going to be there right at that time I had no idea who Gary was oh. um but he was like check out check out who this guy is and I did some research and I'm like "Oh, AJ's a really impressive guy uh and I'm like dad like I'm not gonna be I'm, I'm at school if you could see they'd never had met each other or anything but he's like if you could um and this is actually with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation which mm-hmm. um so my dad was going to it and I was like Dad, if you could get his email, just say you have a son in college looking for internships. Like at that time, like just taking reckless shots to get an internship. Uh, and AJ said to my dad, yeah, have, we're, we're launching this thing. We don't we haven't had interns before. Like I'm going to need an intern like uh, good fortune, good timing. Like can he email me? So I emailed him. Um, and this is right, I guess, like a couple months into
0: VaynerSports. Mm-hmm. Um, Really grassroots for them that's awesome man. I love that taking reckless shots how would your yeah. dad do your dirty work for you man i love it. i respect well, I, I, I literally
1: was just I, I need to get an internship this summer like I'm gonna apply 50 places I'm gonna apply to 100 places until I get an internship here's an opportunity dad can you can you see if you could get me an email and Sticky. and you know he was able to come
0: come out and get that email Making your dad sign up for Oprah shit, making your dad get, sure, you, sure, get yeah, your my dad, favor. my dad. We should get him on the podcast. Fuck yeah, me. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that would be awesome. But no, I think it's uh it, it's it's really impressive. And again, just it it is that just one shot. You never know when it's gonna mm-hmm. come. m&m never live, man. Never M M has never lied to me, and I think that, that part's pretty important. So what what is that? initial internship like i mean obviously AJ's coming from this gigantic company where they you know work with all these incredible people and now he's starting as you said this more grassroots opportunity he's just getting into the sports market they kind of were there a little bit with vayner media vayner x before but really now taking sure. advantage what what was that like i mean what were those you know, first couple months on the job that's got to be crazy i mean it was like welcome to the show right so yeah. like i went from interning the
1: year before at rockland boulders which is a below a single a baseball team selling tickets and then all of a sudden i'm in hudson yards and like okay like and this is like a gorgeous office they got so much going on gary's like taking over the world here like aj's trying to grow vayner sports to take over the world there um and i didn't realize that so i actually had two internships lined up so i did one i had one with vayner sports and the second one was with austin ever foundation which is kind of like make a wish in seattle i was on the record it's fine. I was five, ten times more stoked about uh, the Seattle one. Um, and just because I, I love traveling and I love giving back. And that mm-hmm. was like kind of those two passions. And I was like, But my parents are like, we're not sending you out for f- four months to Seattle. Like, we're not paying for that. Like, no, you're not doing it. If you want to do it, you could do the back end two months. So all right. I get to Vayner Sports and I see what they're cooking up there first week, like AJ Connect said my internship the whole summer. Like, I'm gonna. Throw away the uh, the other internship. Like the culture that they have at Vayner, they have like you walk in there and you're like something magical is happening here, Uh, and it was an experience like a feeling that I had nowhere else. Um, And I remember one moment when like they were like, "Oh, we're gonna have help you plan for the SBS party," and I was like, "Okay, cool." Like, and I my in my mind, I'm thinking SBS parties means we order pizzas and we Uh go and we go to like one of the like yeah. rooms and like I'll order pizza and we'll plan and I'll get decorations, whatever it is. And they're like, Oh no, it's in LA. We're going to have post-malone And I'm like, what? Like, okay. Like, this is crazy. Like I, whatever is going on here, like I need to help. So I in there and I figured I made it like my four month thing. I was like, I'm going to put my best foot forward. If there's job, great. If not, like I'm going to kick myself if I don't. So I'm working there. Jay comes along me and jake and jake we can talk about it after but me and jake actually hated each other um because because we were like oh we were we were like intern dueling where the competition factor was kind of like okay like i need to one-up him he needs to one up me right there was two other interns and they were great but they weren't they were much younger and didn't have like they were like not doing it for a line on the resume but like just less bought in didn't want to stay in the office past five whatever it was right um and me and jake were going going after each other whatever it is so we end up going to that internship was great and they one of the biggest clients at the time was braxton miller um and we put on his camp and i remember my boss my direct boss at the time was like do you want to like we're gonna play we can only bring one of you guys out to this camp uh do you want to play bubble hockey for it and me and jake look at each other and we're like i don't want to play this guy in bubble hockey to go to this camp like and i'm like jake like I don't really know you, but like I have a car like I live in Westchester, like you want to drive to Columbus and we drove out to Columbus, put on the camp and thank God we were there because the camp was so understaffed um, or else the camp like it was that's a great story for another time. But yeah, yeah, the internship was great Um, and I got to meet Jake and uh, got to meet AJ and all those, those guys. So it was a good experience.
0: Yeah. Jake did not bring up the fact that you guys disliked each other. I I, knew you were kind of shooting for the same job, but he never really alluded to that. He always made it sound like you were great friends the whole time.
1: The first two, three weeks we were not. Uh Um, And I think it was unsaid. And then we started saying, we're like, when, when we're doing stuff like this, I was like, we got to tell people we hated each other. Like, it's too fucking, it's too funny. Like it's way, it's way too funny. Um, And so, yeah, that was, that was it. And, Um, I guess
0: you want me to just keep talking about the no. So, so you you beat Jake out for the job, right? Like you land at Vayner. We know Jake's story again. If you haven't heard it, go back. He's a few episodes ago. But Jake then eventually goes and he starts his own thing with Grip Player Services. You hang out at Vayner, so now you're the assistant to the CEO. I think I have written down content manager. So yeah, keep keep rolling. Yeah,
1: So essentially, I get the job, and I remember feeling like a little imposter syndrome, to be honest. Um, uh, because like Jake worked just as hard, if not harder than me. Uh, Jake's what, like, what, literally set the guys, best.
0: what set you guys apart? Like, I'm, so, I'm so curious. Like, the why
1: reason why hard. I think I got the job over Jake was that one, he was, so he was going into law school, I think, or, or not law school. Or, uh, sorry. He didn't go to law school, graduate school. Grad school. And I was going back for my senior year at CUSE and Jake want Jake needed a job like ASAP, right. Uh, just for the, for money purposes. And I was going back to school and I was like, AJ, like I will intern throughout the year. So I was interning for free, probably putting in 10 to 20 hours of work a week from school. And I think that was kind of and also the fact that I was already New York based, like I could live at home for a little bit. Like there was a couple different factors on why I think I got the job over Jake. Um, but I guess there was a little part of me where I was like, Jake, Jake deserves this just as much as I do, if not more than me. So like it was kind of like I've told him and he was super happy for me, but it was like it sucked that there wasn't two positions for us um and so with grip player services and i don't know how much he got into it but like jake was me and jake were staying in touch like and kudos to him for like literally being like not jealous at all like Mm -hmm. literally just being like good for you so happy for you like stoked right um and we continue to be friends he was at the mls sales center and he i was starting at vayner and there was a guy by the name of josh martin um and josh was um a jets a jets player and i was doing his content manager day to day um and that means putting out posts making a content plan and it was a lot of work and i went to aj and i said you know josh needs someone full time um i can't do i don't have the bandwidth to do all the vayner sports stuff and the stuff i'm doing for you and and do josh's stuff so he's like who do you think would be good and i was like first mine came to my jake miller so I told AJ and Jake's like, or AJ was like, yeah, Jake, I think Jake would be really good at this. We speak to Josh. Josh speaks to
0: Jake. Jake gets hired. So that was like kind of, I guess the birth of grip player services. Um, And so I want to pause there for a second because again, this stuff does not happen. This is like movie script kind of shit, right? Like Jake doesn't get the job, but then what you do and what you and AJ are able to do is help him create his own company. And yes. then eventually you go and start working for that company, working with him, being a co-founder, as, as you said. So it is like, that's, that's some full circle stuff that like all these conversations I've found always come full circle, but that's just, that's another level, right? Like that's, yeah, that's not crazy. supposed to happen the way it does. It's, it's crazy.
1: So he, he works with Josh and he's doing a good, and we, I knew Jake was going to do a, a killer job for him. Um, so, jake jake's working out in denver and then my apartment we i moved to new york city and we have like this extra room and i'm thinking and i'm like jake's like i'm thinking about moving to new york city i'm like wait we have this extra room like speak to my roommates it would lower our rent like jake's a good guy like they they knew him like so they're like yeah i'm down i'm down to have jake so lower our rent get jake in the apartment um and then jake just you know continue to scale his business bring on Hakeem, bring on another client like bring out was up to like three clients at that time. And I think it was around Super Bowl where and I'll, I guess I'll touch on the Sports stuff a little bit just before I go in. But, um, you know, for them, I was doing a lot of content manager stuff. I was running their Instagram pages. And um, one of my main jobs was just to grow this freelance department of people. Um, so I have these relationships with graphic designers that are you know 18 to 25 30 years old um and just having them figuring out the best way to put out this content so that's kind of the content background with plays more into grit mm-hmm. um so back to I'm, I'm getting a little lost here
0: so so i want to talk about uh the vaynerchucks for a second you for know, sure. before before we move on to grit i mean as you said you you know you get in there at 2017 if i'm not mistaken and mm-hmm. that's really at least that's what i think that year or the year prior is really when I started to notice Gary V and, and he, you know, I'm not the internet, so I can't say that's when he popped off, but that's when I started to notice what he was doing, what he was putting out. Obviously he would tag his brother, AJ and a bunch of stuff, but AJ wasn't as, um, uh, flamboyant i guess we could say on the internet and really like putting himself out there nearly as much now obviously i've spoken with aj a few times and understand you know what what he does and why he does it but what was it like i mean working with directly with the vaynerchucks and and especially at that age such an impressionable age yeah. and noticing like now there's gary's really starting to take over the world in some capacity when it comes to you know his online persona
1: one i realized from the the get-go i was like this is what hard work looks like Like I had no idea what hard work looks like Mm -hmm. like, at that age. And just to see the way that AJ operates and it was a blessing uh, to work under him for two years and just see like one, not only how efficient he is, but two how he's super efficient and is a good dude at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's a balance that like it's hard to balance those things like work really hard and be a good guy and be a good father and all this stuff. So was able to definitely see some of the things that he was able to do. And they grew Sports over the last two years to 40 clients. And, you know, Sports has a lot of juice right now. They're going, going to do really, really big things um, in, the, in the next year. But it was really awesome just to work
0: underneath him and see, you know, how, how that guy works. And and I think it's even more impressive because as you said, you were there for a few years and the, the relationships I'm sure you were able to make, not just on the freelance side, but on the sports side, right? Like within mm-hmm. all these companies for the brands, for the athletes, and really, you know, that's how grit got its start was you guys had a client that you needed to get help for. So then you sh- ship them off to j- not ship off. Of course you, you bring Jake on to start helping. And then again, grit gets created essentially. And so I guess... Like you, you brought it up before, like meeting people, getting your foot in the door. What was that aspect of it like understanding? And, and I guess at what point did you understand that? I mean, you kind of had a magical key to open up pretty much any door at that point, And you could kind of go wherever you could essentially drop their names. I'm assuming you tell me. And, yeah. and those conversations are a lot uh, friendlier and, and you can have much many, many more of them as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think just the best way to describe it would be cold calling about Rockland Boulder's uh tickets uh people were not the nicest to me uh to say the least and then when you are opening up conversations with a brand or someone else in sports and you drop the vayner vayner sports those are completely different conversations um they're just so passionate and happy to talk to you and people like just gary's name is like okay Mm -hmm. it touches it's gold right like uh, he's done a, an amazing job of growing his business, but that was, I guess the main differentiating factor and people were just willing to hear from me and like talk to me and that's, and I'll be, I'll forever be grateful for, you know, the experience that I had there.
0: Yeah. And I think it's fantastic. So I guess, I mean, as you said, you know, the juice there is, is very fantastic. They're doing some incredible things. They already have 40 clients, obviously going to continue, you know, I've spoken with some of the agents over there and it's just some of the other people on the team. And it just, as you said, the culture, everything there is just incredible. What like I guess you know Jake and you are good friends, but the the fact that you had this incredible position at Vayner Sports, I mean, what what was the deciding factor to say you know what I kind of you know, I kind of want to go off and, and help my buddy out a little bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, quitting your job during coronavirus is rule number one not to do. Yeah, uh, top of the <laughs> list, Towards the top of the list, I don't know if it's yeah, one, I mean, the top of the list. I'm definitely in the minority on on that, but uh, I think it was uh, you know at Super Bowl last year. I was speaking to Hakeem Velez and he was talking, telling me about what Jake is doing for him. And I think at that moment, I, I kind of got a little jealous, like to be real, like mm-hmm. I, that was the first time I was jealous of Jake and what he was working on. And I was like, cause what I was working on was great. It was more marketing stuff. It was more corporate. Um, I realized quickly I didn't want to become an agent. Um, just the world is, um, you know, back to giving back right like I the reason why I love Sports was because and I knew I didn't want to become an agent because I was like I've heard bad things you know the college actually that I went to was David B. Falk uh, which is the Fox which is Jordan's agent and he spoke to all of us and he told every single one of us not to become an agent and he explained 10-15 <laughs> wow. different reasons why mm-hmm. so I kind of took that as pretty good advice not to do that but and then this opportunity came up with Sports, and they were the good guys fighting the good fight in this kind of agency world uh, but I realized like my value prop and Jake's value prop probably isn't as an agent, but is more on this content side and having these guys leverage their platforms, right? It's especially while they're still playing is crucial because as stupid as it sounds, an Instagram platform or an Instagram profile with 100,000 followers, a TikTok profile with a thousand or a hundred thousand followers is an asset. Like that's something like you can literally show a brand and they'll they will pay you, right? Like it's not like no bullshit, right? Like it sounds stupid, but like it's an it's a real asset. It's like it's like having a house. Like it's literally like ha- having a car, right? Like you can sell those and you will make money? make money. Uh so realizing that uh was, was key. And then just realizing that there's a need. All of Jake's business that we were talking about, and we would always joke, Oh, it'd be so funny if you joined grit, right? It'd be like uh, like, no, I'm not doing that, right? Like, I'm not working for Jake. Like <laughs> uh or working with Jake. With Jake, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And and then like I guess it just came to me that um all of his business I realized was inbound. There was no he didn't have a sales department, right? Everybody's coming to Jake. Uh or not everybody, but all his clients have come to him with a need, right? And the agents aren't really filling that need because it's very hard to do that for forty clients. Like it's just like on top of the marketing stuff, right? And on top of the legal and all of their initiatives, right? Like an agency, most agencies don't do mm-hmm. something like that. They might do it for the top one or two guys, right? Like who really are killing it, mm-hmm. but uh, not not the lower level guys. And that that's kind of when I realized like there's a real opportunity here.
0: Yeah, and I think it is. You know, again, what what Jake has been able to create, and and again, like I, I can't get over the fact that you help him start this business by giving him that first lead, that inbound lead, right? Like someone came to him and said, it was you, but somebody goes to him and says, Hey, this person needs help. I think you're able to fill all these problems and and solve what what you need to. He creates a business. And as you said, you kind of got jealous. Like it it sounds like fun. I I follow all the people that he works with. I talked to him. I think I spoke with him the other day. I think he might actually be out in Sedona right now, hanging out in Arizona. He just got back. Yeah. He took a a little break. He deserved it. Yeah. Hopefully I I gave him a restaurant. If anyone's ever out in Sedona, a lote. Fantastic. I, I've I've been there and
1: I'm actually taking a two-week vacation. No way. Uh like in between kind of right. uh Vayner Sports and Grit. And I'm I'm going back to Sedona. Um so, I
0: yeah, hope you so. enjoyed it. So I'll have to follow up with him. I think uh uh absolutely fantastic stuff out there. But no, man, I, I think it's great, you know, and then so. Now coming on to the team, what, you know, as co-founder, you know, working with Jake, not for him, uh, Jake's a good dude. I probably wouldn't mind working with or for him or with him. I think he's yeah. a great boss, but so I guess what is, you know, what is your role going to be? What are you going to be doing? And are you, as you said, quitting your job during a pandemic probably not at the top of the list, but are you worried? Are you excited? Like, what are some of those emotions that you're feeling? Cause it, it has to be a little worrisome, so, right? Yes, a little bit.
1: I would be lying to you if I said completely no, but almost completely no, uh, because I, I'm going to learn so much wherever this journey takes me. Wherever if if grit is in the ground in a year, knock on wood, I don't think it will be like I will have come out of coronavirus, became a co-founder, realized what the, what the hell happened, failed miserably. Right. But learned so much from it. Right. That like that'll be so much knowledge that I can bring to my next job or whatever it is. Right. Uh, So that's, I think that's worst case scenario. Right. Um, And then best case scenario is kind of like, Hey, like I can grow this. I can scale this. I can be my own boss. Like, luckily, like I figured now is the best time to do it. Like I'm 24 turning 25 next month. I don't have kids. I have rent to pay and I have to eat food and that's it. Like I don't, I, I'm somebody who, and given the name grit, I guess, but like, we're both me and Jake are people who don't live this fancy kind of lifestyle. We don't like spending lavish money on clothes and all this stuff. Given my Mickey mouse thrift store hoodie that I'm wearing right now. Like (laughs) um, we want to keep our margins as slim as possible. And we believe that if we do that, like we will be successful with it. So um, that, I mean, it's, it's kind of like jumping in the deep end and seeing what's going to happen. But um I'm stoked about it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not that scared. I mean, like it's obviously a little bit. Like it's like, whoa, like you're leaving your steady job to work for yourself. Like that's weird or cool, whatever you want to think it is. Um, But yeah, like just to to answer your question, like I'm I'm excited, and you know, worst thing, the worst case scenario is not that bad.
0: Yeah, worst case scenario, you go get another job, right? Like it's really not the as long as you have enough money saved up to pay your bills for a little while, you're probably going to be fine. Jake's brought on a bunch of people now. I know there's some guys that he has on, obviously a couple NFL. I mean, I think it's fantastic. We recently brought on
1: a baseball player by the name of Xavier Scruggs, Mm uh, who's uh, wants to like improve mental performance, um, in, he'd be great for this podcast too. Um, but also, um, where AJ actually came on as a client, which is awesome um no so, so really full circle with that stuff like we're wow. gonna be helping him with some admin duties as well as branding so the vayner sports store is still kind of open um so we're, we're trying to scale this thing and i guess for day-to-day like now responsibilities like one of the bigger is assisting in all the clients we have and making them happy uh and keeping them happy but two i guess where we see a big opportunity is with name image likeness changing Uh, In college sports, Uh, we really think it's the wild west. Um, I mean, talk about like, it it makes no sense why they weren't able to monetize their likeness, right? Because it's like me and you, like when I went to college, I could have started a YouTube channel, but wait, why can't the quarterback of the football team, right? Mm -hmm. So Oh, be, well, we, we know why though let's be honest we, we we we're very very we, very, we, we know, know why but it makes no logical sense it makes zero sense yeah yeah so especially because they're providing the university way more value than i did right um so for them to have like some of their rights revoked it's just crazy but anyway like really like excited about that because it's going to open up a whole new door like really think that the even the women's like women's gymnastics team like can make a lot of money like if they win a national championship, right. Like, or even if it is that $500 deal, $250 deal, like that's a lot of money for a college kid. Like, mm-hmm. so those little deals are going to make a difference. Uh, and then on top of that, just, I think it's going to be poor, put more of an emphasis on personal branding, right. And more into that asset space. So we're going to, we're looking at pitching colleges, um, for our services, uh, to help. We, we believe that personal branding requires a personal touch. The, the same, um, plan like there's so many branding books there's so many master classes about branding right like but they're not centered towards one individual and like what their goals are so if we can do that on a on a micro mm-hmm. level for the colleges and for their student athletes like we, we think that the one college that bets on us we're going to create an awesome case study for it mm-hmm. flows, flows into recruiting flows into these people these the their um their athletes actually being more successful out of school. And this also ties into the giving back feature. So um, that's our vision. Um, Hopefully we can get one school to sign up uh, with us. We're only, we're only going to take one school. So that offers out there for any D1 ADs listening. Um, But yeah, that's, that's where we think there's a lot of opportunity and the, there's still a lot to be fleshed out. Um, Trying to keep myself up to date with all these NIL rules and, there's lawyer jargon and all that stuff. I'm learning a lot. I have that this 50-page document right now from the NCAA waiting for me after this podcast to read through. Um, well, only a couple uh, more
0: minutes for me. No, I got time. I'm having a lot of fun. I appreciate it, brother. But don't worry. I actually only have a couple more questions, so take <laughs> a little while longer. But no, um, You know, when we get off, there are a couple people I think I can introduce you to that might get you a little bit closer to some of those <laughs> colleges, so we'll see what happens there. But I just think, again, just the fact that it comes full circle in multiple ways, as you said, you guys you leave like what's that conversation like talking to aj is he is he excited is he saying what the hell are you doing dude we're on a rocket ship to the moon like why would you get off like why are you jumping off we haven't even made it out of the atmosphere yet but clearly there was something there because you bring him on as a client i mean what is we don't have to get into super intricacies but how does that conversation go about and did he come to you and say hey i understand you're leaving but now you can manage my shit like how does that work so i will say i was
1: much more scared about the conversation with aj than i was even leaving. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so I, I had the conversation with him and the plan was actually for my assistant duties to be, I was going to be two years as his assistant. And then we're going to see, we're going to figure out a way to, you know, whether it's in the marketing department, whether it's in esports or whatever it is, figure out another role for me. Um, And I started, we had, we had our conversation like six months ago. And he's like, when you transition out, like you think Jake would be a good fit and i was like yeah i think jake would be an awesome fit right like as like an admin kind of branding role uh and then my wheels started to get turning and i'm like wait like you know jake's about to bring aj as a client right he needs to like and he he spoke to me he's like i
0: i need i need i'm gonna need help like there's so aj just to clarify aj was already going to become a client of grit before you even went on to move correct, correct. Okay.
1: he was going to become a client uh for uh, under Jake as like kind of this admin branding role. Um, And then I was working in more marketing and I didn't love the marketing side. Uh, I didn't love getting those $500 deals. And then I spoke to him and like, I was like, wait, uh, you know, I think I'm going to join Jake. And I mean, he was ecstatic about it. Um, You know, he is someone who's an entrepreneur and it would be, you know, weird for him to not say like, be like, he all is about him. And he, he said him and Gary are all about, Their employees, you know, starting their own thing and going on their entrepreneurial journey, um, because that's that's the way the Vayners work. Um, And he was stoked for it. um, And we're ready. You're ready to bring him on as a client. And um, the conversation went, you know,
0: better than expected, best Mm -hmm. it could. Could have gone, and he was happy about it because he doesn't need a transition assistance. Yeah, yeah, right. So he, that, that's awesome, man. I just think again, just I love full circles, and the way way this conversation has gone is pretty impressive. So you are going to be you are looking for colleges. Um, you bring up esports. Is that a division or an, an area that you guys are trying to get into? Like, what are what are ah, some of the other goals that you guys have? I esports is something that like is going to win,
1: but I have yeah. not. I, I I'm way more bullish on the nil stuff just because it intrigues me more. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, I also think like me, like the grip player services, the business model could change, right? Like if there's going to be different needs in sports and like we're, I guess, our overarching goal is to fill those needs in the sports industry, right? So it's like five to 10 years, like we could be doing some, we could be doing something completely different. Today, the the need that we can fill are these content roles and and branding for individual athletes as well as for the NIL. That's where we see the most opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's not to say in 10 years Grit might not have an esports division, right? Who who knows, right? I'm not I don't want to leave any page unturned
0: there, but um yeah. I respect the hell out of it, man. David, this has been absolutely fantastic. David Jaffin, co-founder of Grit Player Services, formerly of Vayner- Oh, wait, wait, we didn't talk about your podcast. Let's talk about that for a second. You Real have quick. a pretty damn cool podcast. Um you want to say the name? Why don't you? You say the name of it. Okay, it is called. How the fuck did you get that job? You completely out of twenty two. too. Yeah, um, what, dude, we're live. I couldn't care less at this point. We're, what, we're live. Um, uh, how do you like? When did you guys, you and Jake, run the podcast together? You started it pretty recently. I mean, was this started because of or during quarantine, or did you already have this idea before to start talking to people? Like, uh, we had a right reason before. behind it. Right before we had the idea. Right before and. um, we thought it was a good idea.
1: we were like, hey, this originally me and Jake were going out to just coffee uh, or breakfast with one industry professional in the sports field um, in the city. Obviously, that can get a little expensive, um, but it was definitely just beneficial for both of us to learn and meet these people. Uh, but then we figured, okay, this is a more scalable way to do this podcast. Bring more value, right? They people get to tell their story, right? People it's love cheaper, <laughs> much cheaper, 15, whatever, fifteen dollars a month. Like it's cheaper, it's 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 easier. So uh, we started doing it, and right when COVID hit, I mean, um, it was a perfect timing for it. Um, people are, I we, I've been saying this to a couple of people, but um, the power of a cold email, um, I believe, is five times. Uh, more powerful today than it was 12 months ago or before COVID uh, just because people aren't really doing much. Um, people aren't going to happy hour with their friends. People aren't going to dinner with their significant others, right? So people are more willing to pick up the phone. So the main reason for the podcast was one, out of, out of a selfish reason just to network with these people and bring a value prop. And then two, um, really learn about these stories uh, from different people in the sports field, in the media for in the media field, uh, when you're a doctor or lawyer, right. A lot of those people have similar stories. Um, they went to law school, they went to medical school, school, et cetera. But you know, the director of social media at complex, that person's got a different story than the head of social media for overtime. Right. Um, shout out overtime, Tom. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they have completely different stories and it's super exciting to hear. Um, what what they have to say and how they got to the point where where they wanted to be. And I thought, you know, for somebody when I was in school, like I would have loved this podcast. Like I would I would have loved to hear how that person got their job because then maybe I can take bits and pieces of advice from them um and you know intertwine in my own life.
0: Yeah. And I love it because it's pretty much exactly what I do as well. So we're on that same page. So I think it works out pretty damn well on how, how we're, we're all about the storytelling, getting to understand other people's experiences and, you know, hopefully someone can take that information and utilize it. So I think what you guys are doing is awesome. Uh, you and Jake on that show and that, uh, link to that will be in the show notes. So everybody can go check that one out because I'm sure they had a blast, but David. Appreciate your time, man. You've had some pretty cool guests on that one too. So hopefully, uh Thanks. hopefully you guys continue to do that. But David Jaffin, co founder of Grip Player Services, formerly of Vayner Sports, is the assistant to the CEO. Not a single office joke in there. Just because you don't watch the office. So everyone, hopefully go to his Twitter page, which I'll put in the show notes, ravage him about not watching the office and you know, maybe maybe we'll get him to do it. Maybe I'll episodes. do it. And maybe I'll live stream it. All right. <laughs> Appreciate it, brother. Thank I you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of for the love of sports with David Jaffin. as I said, absolutely fantastic. Such a cool dude. And it was an absolute blast, man. He was so much fun and hopefully I can help them make a bunch of money. That is my goal. So make sure to follow David on all of his socials, great player services on all of their socials. Everything is in the show notes. Please also make sure to go check out their podcast, give their podcast a review. They have like a hundred and something reviews. They're so much better at the review game than I am. So hopefully I can learn something from them and, and get a couple of reviews along the way. But Uh, follow them on their socials check out their podcast check out what they're doing I love it I think they're incredible people so I appreciate them and also yeah uh, make sure to give this a 5 star review if you're still listening on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcast wherever if if Apple has any other opportunities to listen to it YouTube whatever check it out thank you all so much for your time it's the only thing we don't get more of and I appreciate you giving me some of yours and I hope you make it a wonderful day